Hello and welcome to Malisi Network. I am joined today by Adele Nightingale. She is the manager at Old Street Bit and we're going to get to know how she got there and what she's done previously and what's to come for Adele. So enjoy. I'm looking forward to it. Let's do it. Hello and welcome Adele. How are we? Good morning. I'm not too bad, thank you. On a, a Monday morning, I'm okay, thanks. Yeah, good. Good. So, we haven't got time to mess about. Let's go straight into it. Who is Adele? Tell me who is Adele for everyone listening. Oh, that, that's a good question. Okay, so I'm originally from the West Midlands. Um, did a little bit of travelling around in my, younger, in my younger career. Worked in London for a while. Uh, worked at Buckingham Palace. There you go. Not many people know that. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Fact number one. Um, I worked in Penzance for a while. Um, I did a pub management trainee course in Penzance. And then I returned back to the Midlands and I moved across to Oswestry in Shropshire about 16 years ago. Um, kind of had a bit of a varied career, but always worked in positions that have been very customer service focused, sales focused, um, people relationships, that type of thing. I've got two teenage daughters, 18 and 14, that um, are at the marches. Um, and I love living in Oswestry. Love it. I love it. So, Ooh. so what, what was it like growing up in the West Midlands and then moving to somewhere like Oswestry? Street? It was um, a bit of a change. Obviously, I, I go back to the Midlands regular. My mum and my sister and family and some friends still obviously live there. Um, so I do go back and make regular visits. Um, it it kind of still feels like going home because it's, it's where I'm from. But I have to be honest, when I'm traveling back from the Midlands, back across to Shropshire, and I see it all laid out in front of me, I feel very fortunate to live here now. Um, the decision to come across this way was at the time I was working from home um, and I just had my, my eldest daughter was about 18 months and we were looking for somewhere that we felt was perhaps a little bit nicer, a bit better, calmer. a bit calmer, yeah, to, to bring up our, our daughter. So, yeah, that, that was the driving factors for the move. Yeah, perfect. I hope you don't mind me looking through your LinkedIn and I see you have all these positions from sales, um, administration controller, and then it's manager director, manager director, director, manager, manager. So how how has that been? Like, um, say, when you've started and then gone looking after a lot of people and the pressures of just being someone to be a leader. So that's, that's crazy. About 20 of your roles are yeah. managers. <laughs> yeah I, I I mean the decision to set up our own business was was a big decision um, um, we saw an opportunity in the market at the time this is me and my um, the my ex uh, and we we decided to go for it so we set up a limited company um, and we were in materials handling so it was all to do with batteries for forklift trucks that was my background I'd worked for forklift truck companies um, as had my partner at the time. Um, and we set it all up from our dining room table. Um, and it was very challenging. Um, anybody that sets up their own business um, knows that it's, it's working around the clock. We borrowed money against our house. Um, it was a real risk. Um, but we worked exceptionally hard. 
Um, and we, we dropped our first big order from Tesco. We worked in distribution and Tesco gave us our first big order. Um, our first big order was worth 500,000 pounds, which was wow. amazing which was great. It was one of those moments. (laughs) Well, it was one of those moments where it was like, wow, we've got the order. And then it was like, oh no, now we've got to make it happen. So, so it was both sides (laughs) of the coin, really amazing. And, you know, to get this, um, and then we had to overcome the financial difficulties because as a new limited company, Tesco, normally the business operates on a 50% upfront basis, but Tesco written, wrote into the contract that they wouldn't do that. Everything would be paid on completion. So then we had to finance the deal from start to finish, but we did. We got there through the skin of our teeth, through a lot of sleepless <laughs> nights. Um, and that set the tone then for, for pushing the business forward. So that was really my first role as managing director. We grew the business to the point where there was an Italian company, Midac, who became very interested and we formed a partnership and we set up Midac UK um, Limited, which is on Oswestry Industrial Estate down on Maysbury Road, which is still running and has grown phenomenally. Um, And we took a minor shareholding in that business in order to let the business fly, in order to make the business grow. Um, okay. And I still still have a small shareholding in Midat UK. Um, and still you. watch it. Ooh. Yeah, still, still watch it. Still watch it from the sidelines. They employ about thirty five people now. Um, turnover is around seven eight million. Um, oh. So yeah, I, I watch it from the sidelines now. I'm not no longer employed by the company, um, but yeah, it was a big part of my life for a long time. Wow. So how how was that just in terms of business, just getting all the hard work to get someone like Tesco then? Say you obviously delivered what you need to do with a lot of hard work. And then did your then business just boom from them because it had like, oh, we've worked with Tesco. And everyone's like, oh, we trust you. Or how was that? Did that help? Yeah, it did. I mean, we both me and my partner um, had come from that industry. So we had a lot of contacts, a lot of networking already. Um, but yes. Giving us that first order, Tesco, you know, giving us that first order, then we could then use that to demonstrate that we we had delivered on a project. Um, Tesco then followed up with another order. And then we started to talk to companies, um, forklift truck companies, so Toyota, Young Heinrich. And then we started to talk to people like Sainsbury's and Morrison's um and all all of these businesses b&m that we'd already got links with but uh, it was really thanks to that first order from tesco that gave us the ability to demonstrate we could do what we said we could do and and it, it was very much about that doing what we said we would do um yeah i've learned in business that you know people people would much prefer to hear the truth if you're gonna let somebody down let them know um you know people would much rather deal with knowing exactly where they are because they, they can plan for it then. So no smoke and mirrors, no running away from disappointments. Let people know where you are and what's happening. It, it does work. Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree with that. And I can take that from my lessons definitely on board, um, that no smoke and mirrors. Um, yeah. How important is networking because this is my plan with this is to grow and get different people's perspectives and journeys and stuff how important is networking been and I've seen on your LinkedIn you've got about three million connections how important (laughs) is 
It, it is really important and it is always important to treat people the way you would like to be treated. You never know where people are going to end up in organizations further down the line. So just because they may have a, a lower management position right now, it does not mean that that person might not rise to a significant position in that business where they are a serious influencer or even the order placer. So you should always treat everybody from the managing director down to the cleaner exactly the same. Everybody in a business is important. Nobody's more important than another. And I think if you can bring that into your relationships with people you work with and treat people the way you want to be treated, your networks will grow. And as you come further down the line, you, you'll be surprised at where people end up and how then that, that connection you made several years ago can really help. So, yes, networking is important, but to remember, you know, you network with a person, not their job title. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, a lot of people don't really use LinkedIn, really, where that is the place if you want to get in contact with anyone and you get to see what they've done. What are your thoughts on how do you like LinkedIn or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think LinkedIn is is a is a very corporate tool still. Um, I'm not sure that you know smaller businesses uh, use it in in the way that they could. I think it's growing. Um, it's a good way to get information out there and and to network and to meet people and to maintain those contacts and kind of see who's going where and. You know, in a lot of industries, the industry that I used to be in material handling, it's very incestuous. So you would see somebody who'd been working for one business for several years would then move to a competitor and then several years later would maybe move to another. So it's a good way of keeping mm. track of who is where. So, yeah, it's like all things. If you use it in the right way, um, it can be a very useful tool for business. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So how obviously taking on these manager roles and being a director of a business and stuff how old were you when you got into the, the when you opened this business um our first limited company I was probably let me think I was a mid-30s when I set up the first when we set up the first limited company no yeah early 30s yeah so yeah uh, yeah, I was about, so I'd, I'd done quite a little bit, obviously, um, in managerial positions, I'd managed people, but setting up a limited company um, was a little bit of a baptism of fire. You know, we, we worked in a business that was importing goods from America, so I had a lot to learn about importing rules and regulations. We also got involved with import triangulation. So we were taking equipment from America and taking it, we took it straight over to Poland to do a massive big install for Tesco. So I, I was dealing in a world that I had not dealt with before. But because I think that one of my skills is that I am a good people person, the people that I made contacts with and the businesses and the suppliers I had, I wasn't afraid to ask the stupid questions. And I got yeah. such great support um, from businesses that I worked with that helped me through those times. And, and I maintained those links for, for many years after I kept the same, um, logistics company, even though I was approached by many other companies as a business grew because of how helpful they'd been to me in those early days. I did, I did stay loyal to them. Um, people remember, people remember, yes. don't they? People yeah. Remember. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's, that leads my point in terms of so if you were in your say 20s from what you were mm. learning before you went and launched this business of your ex-partner um do you think you were more prepared in your 30s 
than you were in your 20s because of what you've learned? Or if you'd done it, would you have done it earlier, do you think? Or 30 was the perfect time around that time? I think I think for me that was the right time. Um, I, it's different for everybody. Um, I think you know sometimes things come along and opportunities present themselves, and it's whether you take that opportunity at that time or not. And and that's what happened for us. This this opportunity came along, and we went for it. Um, I do think that the years in um, the business I'd had before, certainly um, with the business that we had, did stand us in good stead because we had made those connections because we'd both worked in the industry previously and we'd both um, probably done very good jobs for some of our customers that we then took across to our new business. We were trusted. We had credibility. Um, so for us, it was the right thing to do. But that doesn't mean that you, you know, you should shy away from starting a business in your 20s. Um, it is all about, you know, what's right for you at that time in your life. So it was the right thing for us. Um, but yeah. but other businesses, you know, as, as you know, you can start much younger and, and they fly. So um, I think it depends on a set of circumstances. Yeah. So definitely. And what are your thoughts on what are the benefits of being a director and having like working on your own time and the downfall. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, there's both. Um, obviously the, the downfalls are probably easier to, to bring to mind because the book really does stop here. You know, the, there is nobody further up the chain to pass a problem to, or to think, well, you know, I need to go home now. I've finished my day. Um, and, and that, that is something that, that really you know, does take its toll. Um, I know that, you know, I, I, I'm sure I sacrifice time with, with my family and with my girls to at times for the business. Um, and so there is a downside, you know, the responsibility, um, the decision-making process sits with you ultimately. The upside is that obviously um, you can be a little bit more flexible. Um, for me, um, when the children were younger, it did mean that I could, you know, take them to school every morning um, because I could set to, to a certain extent my own time for work. Um, mm -hmm. And the successes then, the successes that you have are amazing. They, they really do mean something to you, even though you recognize that, you know, by then, you know, we had a small team. It was team effort. Um but yeah, the rewards, the rewards can be really personal more than financial. Certainly at the start of it, they were. Yeah, definitely. And I think the heart, the one for me, it's time where it's a good thing and a bad thing. So it's a mm -hmm. benefit and a downside. And if you obviously don't make yourself accountable to be like, right, I'm going to go and do this. I need to get up at this or whatever. You're, as you said, there's no one above you. So you yeah. generally, you're only kicking yourself. Time is, is a real big issue. Um, and if I think back to those days, you know, when we were certainly first starting the business up, um, it, it wasn't unusual to be sat on the laptop at 10 o'clock at night doing AutoCAD drawings, going through paperwork, um, looking at making contacts, reestablishing those network contacts that we spoke about earlier. Um, and, you know, so time was a, a, a real issue. Um, but on the flip side of that, then I could, you know, use some of the time, you know, when I needed to take my daughter to school, I could do that. So being being a director does have its benefits, but but there are you know a lot of a lot of responsibility as well. Yeah, so we can be here talking for days about your managing roles and stuff, but I really want to get into Oz Street Bid and 
just the growth of that and when it started to where it is now and what's to come. Yeah, so let's talk a bit how that come along. And for people who don't know, what is Oz Street Beard then? Okay, so I I got involved with Oz Street Beard because at the time um, I was checking uh, online to make sure that an eng- uh, an advertisement for an engineer's role had been posted onto a website. And I, I happened to see the job role. Um, and I, I thought the description was really interesting. So I decided to apply. Um, didn't think I'd get an interview, got the interview, and then didn't think I'd get the job because I I thought that maybe they would be looking for somebody who had perhaps worked in council. But no, yeah. the board definitely wanted somebody who'd worked in industry and would understand the difficulties that businesses face. And I guess given my history of, you know, setting up my own business and, and all the difficulties that I had, um, that I did fit that criteria. So um, BID is a business improvement district. It is a government initiative. There are uh, over 300 BIDs running across the UK at the moment. And a working group of people get together and think, Do you know, I think we can have a BID in our town. And they go out and see the businesses. They ask what's good about the town, what's bad, what would help businesses, how we could improve footfall. From that, they draw up a business plan. And then the business plan is voted upon. Um, and then that is the decision then that, that whether the bid is, is, is born or not. Um, for Oswestry, the criteria for businesses that would be mandated to make a payment um, is that if your business has a rateable value of £12,000 or over, that you would pay 1.75% of that um, to the bid. So the money is collected by Shropshire Council. And then that money comes across to us through Bid Limited, which is a non-for-profit organization. We currently have 11 directors. Um, you can see them all on our website. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, a little, there's a little bio about them all. So you can see that they are all um, people who have got great interest in Oswestry. Many of them have got businesses, independent businesses, or are senior managers, directors in businesses that are in Oswestry. Um, they are all volunteers. They don't have any expenses. They don't draw anything at all financially from the business. They do this because um, they believe that, that the bid has an important role to play. Um, yeah. The only employees are myself and Lindsay, Lindsay Pierce, um, and we are employed by Oswestry Bid to deliver on those um, business plans that everybody voted against. We have about 320 businesses in Oswestry Bid and approximately 17 um, voluntary businesses. So if your rateable value is under £12,000, but you would still like to be um, a member of Bid, you can join and have exactly the same um, benefits as the mandated payers. Um, we're in place for five years and we've just entered year three. So how, when you started, did you have zero businesses on board or was there some on board? No, so obviously you are mandated, they are mandated to pay. So the vote, the businesses with £12,000 or over were, were allowed to vote within the bid area and yeah. it returned a majority yes vote. So that meant, and it was, that means that everybody then has to pay. There is no choice. You, you, it's either a yes or a no you're vote. In. So you're in, so you're in. Um, so obviously that's what we started off with. It's worth roughly £250,000 a year um, is what we collect in from the mandated um, levy payers. 
Um, obviously, in this last 12 months, we've seen more businesses come on board as voluntary members. They, they opt to join um, because I, I hopefully that's because they've started to see some of the benefits now. So some of the things that we're putting in place, they want they want to be part of that. So obviously the website now, um, you, you get to have a spot on the website, which which obviously we're developing all the time. And that's used as a promotional tool to promote Oswestry. Um, and we've got things like the Loyal Free Initiative, um, which is an app on your phone. So businesses can promote their um, offers. Um, and, you know, there's lots of other things that we are, you know, promoting now. We've done, uh, we did a Christmas video, which featured Oswestry and all the lovely things going on in Oswestry. And we'll be doing more of those. So obviously the smaller businesses are starting to see that they want to be a part of it, which is great, which is really good to get the small yeah. independents involved. Yeah, I definitely know uh, we're in it and like the stuff from even what we've done so far is um, the courses. Um, yeah, it's, there's so much that's happening that you've put on board since since we've been on board, to be fair. And especially also with what's been happening, um, you've been keeping us updated constantly, which is I can imagine you're obviously busy with that, which we'll get into. But how do you find then getting to know all the businesses, owners and stuff like that? Because to see about 300 of them and say, oh, <laughs> do you want us to post anything? What's happening? How can we improve? What are the challenges have you found that you must not have enough time to see all of them at once, right? And then this, I know what, how hard you two work, you and Lindsay, but yeah, go on. Yeah, it, it is difficult. It is difficult to get out and see everybody. Um, you know, obviously we've... We've got the majority of people's email addresses. There are some businesses that for, um, you know, their business reasons, they don't like to give out email addresses, which you'd be surprised about, but they don't. So we have to respect that. <laughs> um, yeah, I know um, you'd be surprised as well by the ones that can't, but it's company policy for some businesses that they don't. They have an internal email system. So, you know, we the ties are very good. They'll put information out in the newspaper. We posted out the January newsletter. Um, so it went out an email and we posted it out. So we try to engage that way. Um, and, you know, we try to use our social media, which has grown tremendously the last six months. Um, you know, people liking our pages and the traffic to our website. So we know that people are, you know, using those um, social platforms yeah. to see what's happening in the bid. Um, but yet it is difficult. And of course, a lot of businesses, they're, they're very busy running their business. You know, they don't necessarily want to, you know, or have the time to see what's going on. So we just try to engage wherever we can. And we try to use every, every platform to let people know what's happening. And, you, you know, we always say we're here. If you want to speak to us, we'll come to you, come to the office um, and we can keep you up to date. So it, it is challenging to get everybody involved, but we do try. So how's... Um... COVID-19 been for you because I'm guessing a lot of businesses and I know you've been working really hard with the grants and letting people know what's happening how how's that been for you crazy yeah I mean yeah it has um as soon as things started to escalate we immediately put up a new page on the website to give information out from government and from Shropshire Council um, so any trusted information or links that are useful for our businesses, we put on that page and we, we update it regularly. But then what became apparent was that there were many businesses still operating and we needed to let everybody know who was operating, how they were operating. 
Um, and that was important for the businesses, but also for the residents um, to know who's doing what services, where can they go for this. Um, so that page has been really well received. We're updating it again today. Um, we've sent out an email this morning to all of our businesses asking them, you know, if you are still operating, let us know. Let us know your opening hours, how you're operating, so we can get that information out there because that's useful to other businesses but important to the community. So that's been yeah. really busy and, and, and takes, as you know, you know, the social media side can takes hours. You know, you've got to keep looking to see what's out there, to pick up posts from other people, to think, oh, okay, we need to get that information on the site. Um, obviously, we're talking Shropshire Council. We have good, strong relationships with Shropshire Council and Oswestry Town Council. So we're speaking to both of those organisations to make sure that the information, you know, we can get the information out and certainly – um, we've had lots of questions from the businesses about access to grant funding. When's it coming? What do we need to do? So we've tried to put out information as much as possible to to hopefully reduce a little bit of the panic, but also to make sure that, you know, the information is there. And then we're now following up with businesses who have had questions about the grant funding to try and get them specific answers to specific questions. Yeah, just, yeah. I just looked on it. It's surprising how many actual businesses there are in our street that are still open, but they're not open just for the sake of it. They're opening to make a difference. From like Hart Sean's, from Meat Man, Gillum's doing delivery. Um, the dogs dinners I see on there still delivering. There's so many businesses when you like out of say the amount that you've got on board that are still making a difference. Which is like I've seen Henstone and Stonehouse. Like um. They've, been, they've changed their whole product thing from making the gins and stuff to making hand sanitizers for hospitals and stuff like that. It's just crazy how much actual businesses in Northern Street are doing still really well. And I know I worked for Tom for a couple of days just to help him out. Um, yeah. And it's crazy how it's... Busy. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's... It, it, it's been really encouraging to see how... Um, a number of the businesses have diversified. Um, you know, they weren't doing deliveries before, but now they are. And and how they've teamed up with other businesses to make those deliveries happen. Um, I think it's a real positive thing to come from this. You know, we, we're all we're all in this together, absolutely. But what has been really encouraging is to see that you know some businesses where possible, because for some businesses it was impossible to carry on operating because of social distancing measures. But for others that have been able to, they've really stepped up to the challenge. And I think it's been a really positive thing for the community to see that. And I, I just hope that people will remember those businesses when we get past this, you know, that those were the businesses that were there to help and that they did step up. Um, so I think it's been a really, you know, if there is a positive thing to come from COVID is that, you know, how we've all come together as a community, you know, we've been talking to Oswestry Angels, you know, they're trying to gear up to help the vulnerable in our community. And I know that they've been talking to the businesses. We're trying to put the information out there about the supermarkets and what times they're open and, you know, because that's been changing daily. So we're trying to put that information out there. But there have been some really good news stories, as you mentioned you know, with with Stonehouse, with what they've done with with switching production over to sanitizer, that is amazing. And then we've had companies like MBO who have been working around the clock at the orthopedic doing um, face fitting on masks. Um, so, you know, the businesses have really stepped up to the challenge yeah. where they've been able to. Definitely. So what 
what is to come for um our street bed what was what was the plans for this year mm-hmm. what what have you had to adapt which is the biggest word for everyone now people businesses the word adapt is my adapting is the key word at the minute so how's that been um so if we're thinking about how the bid's going to adapt um yes as we've discussed what we're doing in the short term how we're supporting getting information out there answering queries trying to find out specifics for businesses that you know can access the grant funding um and then moving forward we are starting to look at you know what initiatives we would be able to implement that would help businesses in the recovery phase um what we can do to attract people to Oswestry to make sure that you know once people start to venture out again that it's Oswestry they come to so we are starting to to put those plans together um it's a little bit early to go too far with those because none of us really know how long we're going to be in this position but what we want to do is be able to have a number of initiatives and plans ready to go so that as we start to emerge from this time that that we're ready to go and ready to help yeah definitely and I think that's all we can do um is just stay positive and just keep keep on going and waiting for when we can go out I suppose but there's mostly more important things that are happening than yeah, you know, it is it is a really tough time for all of us. The one thing we can say is that we are all in this together. We absolutely need to do everything we can to abide by the government guidelines. You know, we should all be staying in and only going out for those essential journeys. Um, and we need to look out for each other. Um, obviously, we need to think about the the businesses and the economic impact this is going to have on everybody. But if we think about the human impact as well, you know, we need to look out for each other's uh, mental health, um, you know, staying at home all the time, even working from home. We, we need to check in on people. So, you know, if you know somebody that is, you know, isolating or working from home and doesn't have any family with them, you know, the odd text, the odd phone call just to make sure they're OK. We need to to look out for each other at this time, too. Definitely. And this leads me to my point of supportive network in terms of thriving how important has Lindsay been to you um your friends and family just in this obviously situation but also in where you are now in terms of business and just everything um how's how's important is your supportive network it's it's really important and I think we've all come to appreciate you know how important that is now now we've kind of had to reduce it down um, Lindsay's been absolutely brilliant um, you know we, we speak to each other regular and we've also got John Wayne who does a lot of our um, we contract John to do a lot of our social media work so we're trying to have Zoom calls at least once a week so we can at least you know see each other and make sure each other's okay and that has helped tremendously to use those facilities like Zoom um, so they've been really helpful our chair Ian Follington He's been very supportive. I speak to Ian most days and we are still in touch with the board via email. So we, you know, we, we're having email conversations all the time. I'm making sure that the board are aware of what we're doing. And as business owners, if they have any ideas, they're feeding them back into Lindsay and I so that we can look at, you know, their ideas and see how we might be able to help. Because if it's if it's affecting their business, then it'll be affecting everybody else. Um, on a personal note, I'm, I've got my two girls at home. So they're they're here during the week. Um, so you know I'm not I'm not completely on my own, which which has been great. Um, so that's been good to have to have the girls home. Obviously, my eldest should have been doing her A levels, so 
that's been something to overcome and and my youngest is still doing online study with school so that's been a little challenging but last week was better yeah um and uh, you know i've 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 got my my mum over in the midlands and my sister i'm a little bit concerned about them because obviously they're over in a hot spot area um but we speak regularly and i've got some really good friends really really yeah. good friends who message and we message each other and we've had video conferencing um and some of the businesses you know have invited me to some of their whatsapp groups um i'm on a facebook page with the bailey i'm on a whatsapp group with the george um and that's just about keeping in touch and checking in with on each other and we've had some really nice emails into the bid some really nice messages um saying you know thanks for the information it's really useful keep it up and that's that's really encouraging because it means that you know the information we're putting out there is useful yeah so yeah it's it's been crazy where as i said now it's just important of just being grateful of just everything around us and time to reflect and enjoy as best we can in the situation and then ready to go again stronger and better together and the thing I like is everyone is in the same situation like not just in this country everywhere um, it's the world yeah it's a bit surreal isn't it when you think about the the scope of it you you can't you know to to try and take all that in is is massive but I think you're right you know the time is to you know we've just got to deal with it we've got to get on with it we've got to look out for each other and you know personally it, it is a time for reflection and I do think that we do take a lot for granted um, and hopefully, you know, we'll perhaps come out of this a little bit more appreciative of what we've got um, and maybe have a little bit more patience and perhaps be a little kinder to each other. Um, I would like to think so. I would like to think that despite the, you know, the human tragedies that we will have with COVID and the economic difficulties we will face that there will be some positives to come out of it and and that's what we have to draw on we will come out of this time you know we will all get back together and we will see our families and and we will all go down the pub and and have a good time together and that's what we've got to look forward to um we've just got to hang in on there you know at the moment yeah for sure for sure and say someone who's listening in what advice would you give to someone from your past experiences or Current. Okay, I, I think, yeah, it, with regards to the businesses, um, you know, when you've worked really hard to get your business up and running, um, yes, I, I understand that. I know that because from my own experience. So this must be a really worrying time um, for those businesses that have just had to stop. Um, the only advice I can give is is to not panic, um, to make sure that you look to see what funding, what financial help is out there. And not just on a business front, but on a personal front. We know things like council tax has been deferred. Um, so, you know, we can look at make sure that you look everywhere to make sure that you are getting everything that you can get and start to make plans for the future um, on a personal basis. I think we just have to look out for the vulnerable in our society. Um, If you haven't heard from that friend for a while, drop them a text, give them a call. Um, Make sure that, you know, the people that you know are doing okay, um, because that's going to be really important right now. Um, And so I think I think that the the biggest thing to come out of it is, is try not to panic. We will get through this. 
look for information if you're a business, see what's out there. If we can help you, drop me an email, give me a call. I will try and help if I can. Um, and personally, it's just about keeping in touch with everybody, making sure everybody's okay. Yeah, and that's one thing I've definitely seen from your end, um, your response to emails. And when you say you're going to get back to someone, you're literally on it. You're literally on it. Um, I think... Yeah, I think it's really important if you if you can. I mean, you know, we, we, we aren't always able to do that because, you know, other things happen. But wherever possible, if, if somebody's asking for some help, you know, to go back to them, even if it's just to say, I can't answer right now, but I will look into it. We do try to do that for sure. Yeah. And I've been asking people, what is traveling to what does traveling? I know you said you traveled to London and worked in London, and so from moving from the Midlands to London, then to moving to Austria. How important is just traveling, say in this country or abroad? What does traveling like mean to you, or what are your thoughts on traveling? I think you know, as 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 we come through this period, it's going to be interesting to see how society views travel uh, is there going to be a sudden surge to jet off to the sunshine or are people going to be more reticent and maybe we'll see um, an increase in tourism in the UK and people going to visit our places in the UK um, so I th- you know travel is important I think it broadens the mind it, it exposes you to things that you hadn't thought about um, certainly I've encouraged my children you know wherever possible to, to go on any sort of trips that have you know become available um, so it it is important, and it will be it will be interesting to see how this time affects us when we come out of this time. Yeah, no, but I don't think we can call it just yet as to which way it will go. Definitely. What is your biggest strength, Adele? What's your biggest strength? I <laughs> I would like to think um, that my biggest strength is is I'm good at making and forming good working relationships be that with colleagues, be that with customers and suppliers. Um, As we spoke earlier, I like to think that I treat everybody the same um, and how I would like to be treated. So I I would like to think that 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 is one of my strengths, communication, customer service, dealing with people. I think I'm a people person. So, yeah, I'd like to think so anyway. I love it. I love it. Definitely. What is the future looking like for Adele? and for your own goals okay so the future for Adele obviously that that's that's kind of changed obviously because we'd got so many things that we were going to deliver on this year um for Oswestry you know there was so many positive things that that were in the pipeline which are still there they are still there and they will still happen it just means we're going to have to delay things a little while so for Adele um I, I would really like to deliver on on some of the projects that we've promised. I would really like for Oswestry and for the people of Oswestry to feel good about Oswestry and to talk our town up and to feel positive about the future. Um, it's challenging for everybody, especially now, but even before COVID, you know, it was a challenge for everybody, not just in Oswestry, but across the UK. Most of our towns um, were struggling, but... I think Oswestry was well-placed to grow from this. And I think that will still happen. So I would really like to be a part of that. I took this job because I wanted to do something that wasn't driven by a profit line. All my previous roles had been driven by a commercial edge, a profit line, um, succeeding within the business world. And for me, this was a different tact. 
this was about making a difference. Um, and so I would still like to think that the bid can make a difference for the businesses and for the, the you know, the residents of Oswestry and for our visitor economy. So I'm still on that. Yeah. I'm still on that yeah, path. Still will. I, def I definitely agree with that. And like the work that you put in and we talked about the networking for the Oswestry Street Christmas markets that we spoke about earlier in the year and some of that we're now looking to get out there just because of the positivity for people to look forward to something at Christmas, which we're hopefully will be out by then. But at the minute, with a lot of people in the town on social media, we can share ideas in terms of how yeah. they envision that. And without your help, we wouldn't have been able to secure the um, parking and all that stuff. Before. I think we would have been, but we would have taken yeah. us a longer period. So like at the minute yeah. and the support's been crazy from Austria bid. And I do thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That, and that's, you know, that's really great to hear. And, you know, you guys and, and certainly, as I said earlier, we, we've had some really positive feedback from some of the businesses in the community, thanking us for, you know, the information we're putting out there um and and that's really that really makes my day we had a lovely um email um on friday um saying you know i'm, I'm reading all your posts so we, we're taking all the information thank you for putting this out it's a massive help and it was a really nice way to finish the week i shared that with obviously with Lindsay and with john um so you know we we, we do our best you know we, we there's only as i say sort of Lindsay myself and and john's done a lot of work and obviously our board behind the scenes and there's a lot to get through so um it's it's great to have that feedback and you know we will we will come through this time we absolutely will and we will deliver on those plans and christmas is a great thing to look forward to at the moment because we're not sure how long we're going to be in in this in this situation hopefully we'll be starting to emerge sometime before then but we'll just have to wait and see see what government recommends yeah definitely Definitely, yeah. So let's move on to my favourite part of the podcast. It's called One Thing. So I'll ask you, say, two or three questions, and you just have to tell me what comes into mind, okay? Oh, so, dear. for example, okay. <laughs> Go on. which which one's your favourite daughter? One thing you're most grateful for. <laughs> oh, do you know? Is I do you know? This is so cliche right now, but I am so grateful to be born into the family that I was born into. Really, I am. Um, I, I lost my dad last year, um, which those that know me was will know that that was a real personal. Um, hit. Um, he was my absolute hero, um, but I, I am so lucky that I had him in my life for such a long time. Um, so yeah, I am extremely grateful that I was, I was born into the family that I was born into. I've, I've had, I've been very fortunate. We are a very close family. So I know it's a little cliche, um, but yeah, I, I would have to say that right and, now. And it leads on to one that I've written down. So one role model. So I'm guessing that's. Oh yeah. My dad. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. and for many reasons, you know, um, my dad um, was, I think he, he was a man who thought ahead of his generation. He made me and my sister think that we could do or be anything. Um, there was no sort Amazing. of gender, gender discrimination, which, you know, when I was growing up could have been still around, but um, he taught us to, you know, take every opportunity that comes along. Uh, one of his mantras was definitely, you know, tell the truth and shame the devil. So that that is where his, his integrity, you know, always tell the truth. 
it, people don't always like to hear it, but they can handle the truth. And if you don't, you yeah. know, then then your credibility is lost. So, yeah, I, I've met some really inspirational people in my life. But, yeah, I would have to say my dad. Perfect. Perfect. And one place you'd like to visit next? Yeah. West um... Midlands. You never said that. <laughs> yeah. West Midlands, yeah. Definitely go to the West Midlands and give my mom a big hug. Absolutely. Yeah, that would that would be top of the list right now. But after I've been to the West Midlands and seen my mom and my sister and my uh, my niece and my nephews, um, I would like to go to Sorrento. And again, do you know, this, this links back to my dad. Um, it was a place he went to and he loved it. Um, and my dad loved to travel and he always liked to go somewhere different, never went to the same place twice, liked to visit different places, but it was the one place that he said, if he was to go back anywhere, it would be back to Sorrento. So I would like to do that for him. That is perfect. And I hope you do. And it would be a great journey for sure. So the close of the show is my last question. And I think you've definitely touched upon it on, on a few occasions today. So it's what is life to Adele? So what do you see life as now? That is, it's a tough one because people, people are like, Oh, Oh, but it's a. Okay. Yeah. I I can give it a go. Um, Obviously (laughs) everything we've talked about for Oswestry, all all the things that the bid represents, I would, I would like to continue that work and, and see it through to, to fruition. Um, Personally, um, my eldest daughter is, is hopefully off to Bangor University in September to study marine biology and conservation. Um, massive big scuba, wow. di- scuba diving fan. So I would love to, to see her, you know, achieve her goals and, and encourage her. And my, my younger daughter is already on the music scene. Your favourite she- one. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my younger daughter, yeah, she's already been, you know, she's played at the Balloon Carnival last year and she sang on, in, on Foxy Friday and she sang in Oswestry Music Live last year. So she's loving playing the guitar and singing and writing and, and she's so funny. Um, so, yeah, I would like to um, to have some more time with them and, well, and, and, good, and do good things. Well, they, you know, go, go and visit well, places. Well, there you go. We have, yeah. we have a performer for the Christmas market on the stage <laughs> for one of the nights. Absolutely, yeah. For, for, for me to literally close the what is life, so... From my perspective, I think life for you, which you've talked about, is family is the biggest thing for you. That's just yeah. my thinking. I, I, and, I, and you know what? I would include um, some of my best friends. Uh, they are they are the family yeah. that I've chosen. Um, and I have Definitely. some I have some really really good friends, um, and and they are family too. Yeah, you're right. Um, for me. Um, and that, that perhaps goes back to me feeling that perhaps I am a people person, that those those relationships are very important to me. Um, yeah. So I would I would agree with that. That's a that's a good conclusion to come to. Perfect. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for your insights. And just keep on working hard for our town and look forward to what's to come. I know we're working on stuff and 
you pretty much help in every business out there and make sure you have time to reflect on what you've done because it's been amazing so far and Thank yeah you. let's see what's to come Thank you. And and the same to you guys and to, you know, to everybody that listens to this, you know, keep on doing what you're doing. We're here to support you. We have got some great entrepreneurs coming up through Oswald Street, people like you. Um, I love to see younger people getting involved, starting up their own businesses. They are exciting times ahead. We, we will come through this time and we will regenerate and, and we'll, we'll all have a good time again. So, Thank you. Thanks for your time today, because I know you're a busy guy too. Um, I hope I hope it's been a bit of interest. <laughs> um, and that somebody... We've definitely had fun, haven't we? Yeah, we've 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 had a good chat. We've it's been quite therapeutic. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, thank you for your Beautiful. time as well. And and you know, you guys, you know, the younger people of Oswestry that are coming through with with their ideas and the things that we see that Lindsay and I see, and we're so excited by the things that that you and, and other businesses are doing. It, it's great to see. So you keep going too. Perfect. Thank you very much, Adele, and have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's the end of that show. It's been amazing. Thank you for your time, Adele, and your insights into business and advice for the younger generation and anyone listening out there. Um, I look forward to seeing what's to come. She was trying to blame my Wi-Fi. I was trying to blame hers. Then I put up a 4G and we had some cutouts. But we got there in the end and we figured out it was my end. So, again, thank you for your patience. And keep on working hard for the town. And, yeah, stay safe. Thank you, Adele.